As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, actually good afternoon. This is Melissa Bryan, the one, only, and original Outlaw Psychic from Umpqua Valley Psychic and Media, the Outlaw Psychic LLC in Roseburg, Oregon. Well, it has been a very busy week. Uh, we've had funerals, we've had um, deaths in the family, my husband's Uncle Alan, maternal Uncle Alan passed away. So we had that to deal with. Um, my father-in-law, we still have yet to get buried. Um, his ashes, that is. Um, we're still working on that. We finally got the trailer finalized. Yay! That nightmare is almost over. It's coming. October the 8th. Our new trailer will be here, put in place. We will set it up, get it ready to roll, and ready to go. For our new home. Um, we will start moving in on that same day. And uh, getting rid of this hunk of junk. Yeah. I am ever so grateful. Ever so thankful. Um, this is just really great. I really appreciate what's going on. You know. I really do. And uh, my mic is unfortunately acting up. I cannot get it to stay upright where it should be. I'm trying to get this thing to cooperate with me, and it's just not doing it, unfortunately. Um, there we go. Now I've got a little bit closer to me. But anyway, um, <coughs> this has just been a crazy train wreck month, and thankfully... We are almost out of September. Yeah. September ends tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of September, finally. Screw you, September. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> and uh, basically, you know, I'm surprised I'm still smiling and laughing through this month. It's just, it's been so weird. Um... I'm almost caught up on everything, online-wise. Offline, I still have to wash the dishes and get everything in order here. It's just been, it's been so crazy. I'm so glad by tonight we will be all caught up on everything. And tomorrow, I have to go in the sheriff's department, talk to them about a case I'm working on. Right now, there's a couple people from here in Roseburg missing, and I think I know where they are. I just have to get the information to Sheriff's Department. Now, I could be totally off the mark, totally wrong. I don't think I am, but it is what it is. Um, okay, so today we went out to see the Oscar Mayer Mobile. Yeah. I've got a video up on YouTube. I've got pictures up on all my social medias. I've got videos up on Facebook. I've got um, everything ready to go. And also today I have got DLive for live streaming. Now, that means I will be able to simulcast video across multiple platforms on social media, which is even better for my business because then it allows me to get the same information out to multiple uh, platforms at once. And that will help to grow my business. 
Now, um, it is going to be another crazy busy month in October because not only are we moving into our new trailer, but I'm live streaming via DLive. I'm, um, or I will be anyway once I learn how to work the platform. And I'm going to be moving my father-in-law's stuff over here to Roseburg. We're going to be burying my father-in-law that month. We're going to be, um, I mean, it's just going to be one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. I mean, we are going to be jumping around here. It is crazy. It is going to be absolutely nuts. But I'm going to try and maintain a weekly podcast at least that much so you all know what's going on. And by the way, to the Oscar Mayer people, I want to give a big shout out. Hey, guys, you were awesome with us. Thank you so much for having us. We had an absolute blast. Um, I have pictures and everything up on all my socials. Go check that out. It is totally off the charts. Off the hook awesome. My first time ever seeing the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Yeah, that was my first time. And I'm really excited about it because it's like I've always wanted to see it. So I finally got my chance, took it, and hey, it was absolute awesomeness. Now, I wasn't sure, really, if they had it set up like a party bus or if they had it set up like an RV. And it turns out they have it set up like a party bus. So you'll see all those photos. I've got photos of the entire interior from back to front and whatever. But anyway, uh, I have a video up on YouTube about it. Go check that out up on my channel. I hope you guys really like that because I think that'll be the first of a lot of different things to come. I'm just waiting for my life to kind of just sort of settle down, settle in, and finally get out of storage. Um, I found a piece of property. Yeah, I found a piece of property. I actually want to go look at that tomorrow so that I get that out of my hair and I don't have to worry about it again for a while to come, and we think we may have found our new grocery store, Sherm's Thunderbird. I know, I'd heard rumors, this, that, and the other, oh, it's so expensive, this, that, and the other, well, maybe expensive, but you know what, it's awesome because you get to bulk buy, and bulk buy reduces your costs in the long run. I can use my coupons, which I hope they take, but anyway, um... It's just, they have everything. I don't know why we didn't shop there sooner, to be quite honest. They have so much more for so much less for a bulk price. And, you know, I mean, we just save so much money through that. Everywhere else, everything is so expensive, and a lot of places have stopped carrying a lot of the things we use. Why? Is it because Sherm's has them beat by an arm and a leg? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, Sherm's has literally whipped the pants off Walmart, Fred Meyer, Costco, uh, Sam's Club. Oh, yeah, God, they're meats. They have got a unfreaking believable selection there. Go check them out. Sherm's Thunderbird. Um, they just, they have everything. It's hard to really explain because unless you see it, you'll never understand it. And one of the things I really love is that Sherm's has a selection of chili peppers peppers, uh, bell peppers, and um, onions and things that we can use for traditional Southwestern cooking because that's how we learned how to cook. They even have my enchilada sauce mix. Yeah, uh, there's a specific uh, powdered enchilada sauce mix I use. 
you know, to make enchiladas. I love enchiladas. I love to home make them. I just haven't been able to do it here because things here are so small, so tight, that there's no room to move around. With my new trailer, I actually have room to move around. And to actually cook, to do things, to bake, to, you know, just work in my own home kitchen. And I'm looking forward to um, making a lot more crockpot stuff. I'm looking forward to um, cooking and making and baking and doing all the things I used to do. And I am also looking forward to... Being able to do more podcasting, more book writing, more um, more social media stuff because then I get to advertise my business more, which in turn means more clients and more income. Um, I'm just really excited about how things are starting to go. I think we're finally starting to turn that corner away from everything that we used to you know, have happening to us, now, we just don't have that stuff happening to us anymore. But, you know, I mean, I'm just looking forward to a newer, better life that I feel like I can be safe and secure for the first time ever. Okay? I've never felt safe and secure in my own life. Uh, because we've been chased and harassed, stalked, threatened, etc. Uh, through multiple states, everywhere we've been. And it has been a nightmare, literally. I'm going to be able to finally be safe and secure in my own life for the first time. Ever. Yeah, ever. I'm excited about that. I'm actually super excited. I really am. And I am looking to, you know, be able to live in a way that, although I've never actually truly dreamed of this, it's the way it has to be for the safety and security of my own family. I will not, and I mean this very seriously, I will not live in a site-built home ever again. I tried it the first time. No, I found it's not for me. Not ever again. I will never, never, never live in a site-built home again. Never. I do not want to ever re-experience what I did with my first home ever again. Never, 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 never again. This is why I have elected, instead of a site-built home, living not only just in a trailer, but putting a storage-type building on my property... And putting all of my life within it. That way I don't ever have to worry again. I can leave my trailer doors open. I can. You know and unlocked. I can lock down the bay doors. And the regular doors at night. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can put my bus, I can put, like, say, a swim spa or a pool in a spa or something like that in there. I can have a washer and dryer, I can have a storage unit, I can have a full bathroom, I can have, you know, all this stuff that, oh, and a mud washroom, too. Um, that includes washer, dryer, all that good junk. Um, and I don't have to worry about anybody trying to break in. I don't have to worry about being overcrowded and overrun and overdone and 
I can open the bay doors during the day, let fresh air in, you know, let the pets run around if they want to. Um, if my nephew comes to visit, I can let him run around. He's a little three-year-old little guy, you know, almost. And I can let him run around and he'll be safe to do it. All of my pets can be safe to do what they want to do. All my relatives can be safe to do what they need to do. Um, we can be safe to do what we need to do. I don't mind, you know, putting a one-acre garden on one side of the building along with the chicken house and yard. And, you know, I want to have a barn with horses and tack and saddles and everything like that. I want to run cattle. I want to do hay. I want to do, yeah. Ever have anyone over again? Probably not. Not for a long time, anyway. Uh, family gatherings is something else that I can put in that building, if ever, you know. Um, if I want to, say, do that. I can do that with that. That's going to be great. Excuse me for just a moment. I have to uh, just kind of readjust here. There we go. And so, I know I've been reading from my first book. I read you some excerpts, uh, some chapters and all that. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm working so hard right now. Um... I've just been working so hard. I've been working my tail off. And you know what? Even more so, I'm hoping that everything I'm doing will start to pay off very soon. I really, really do. Let me see if I can bring up another chapter from my book. This will be chapter number four. Pardon me while I get into this. It sometimes takes a little while to load it. There we go. Pardon me, it's taking me a little while to get to where I need it to go. Here we go. 30s. Learning self-reliance. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The homeless years. When my husband and I were homeless, back when we pretty much are, uh, back where we pretty much are again, yeah, a couple things happened that were uh, of any possible significance. We were living in a moving van because we'd broken down and attempted to get help. We were broke and could not obtain any. I was scared. Billy came to me, showed me photos of things from our life together, and kept me feeling safe and assured, and kept me from going crazy. Pardon me, I'm going to get some water. It's a little dry in here. Luckily, I found more of these gallon jugs over at Sherm's Thunderbird. I'm going to get a couple more. <laughs> and when my hubby and I were uh, long-haul cross-country, 
I had my things with me. I asked Billy to help me find my notebook. And sure enough, it fell right out and landed at my feet. It seems I had a guardian angel riding shotgun with me. Of course, I showed a picture of the old place over in um, what is now Fort Sumner, New Mexico. And it is now their museum. Part of that house got tore apart. And so they rebuilt the back side of it. And that is what is now the museum. My former New Mexico home. One of the places I lived in New Mexico had been interesting. We had a lot of history there. I believe that this was a spiritual stopover point among only a handful that I had ever encountered in my own life. We had dang near everything happened there. I had heard from some of the locals about the history of the property. The homes were military surplus homes brought to the property for ski cabin rentals and made into traditional adobe and frame homes. These brought their own residual energies to the property. Next, the property was traditional tribal healing rites lands for the Taos Pueblo people. After this, it was the place that a coven in the 1700s came to practice their rites. I've never had I never had found any evidence of this, but that is what a secret local legend holds. Prior to all else, this was part of the Pueblo Revolt site of the 1600s. After that point, the property was part of the Martinez Spanish land grant. The property after that was the first school in Arroyo Seco, New Mexico, where my home sat. This is why I heard child spirit, saw school mom spirit, and thereafter it was the town's first cemetery. The bodies were later moved to make way for homes and the local post office. Mm -hmm. And we saw everything from shadow figures to orbs to um, noises. Mainly residual, of course, obviously. My first experience in New Mexico. We had just moved to this particular home. And my husband had gone back to Arizona to retrieve our pickup truck from storage. I was here at the house, I was there at the house all alone late at night, falling into bed exhausted. So, I felt someone or something unseen crawl into bed with me, putting its arm around me, holding me. I was too exhausted to fight it, so I fell sound asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least it was tender with me, which was really sweet and really nice. The angel. Oh, my gosh. That was an experience in and of itself. When I first moved to New Mexico, I was going through a very rough time emotionally. I was far from family, friends, in a new place, isolated and alone with my small family. I didn't know anyone, and I was not even eager to attempt to reach out. I had to keep a home that was foreign to me and attempt to survive in what I knew to be a wilderness. I sat down depressed and scared. I asked, if there is indeed a God, send me some kind of a sign, because I'm ready to check out of this mess. An angel appeared to me. He was crush-worthy, hot, oof, mm, put that fire out, mm. he was downright gorgeous. Huge, somewhere around eight feet tall, large white sparkling wings. His robes were flowing, bejeweled around its edges and on its silvery sandals. He literally glowed. 
He had shoulder length, curly, golden blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, the bluest eyes I have ever seen. Creamy complexion. Very handsome in all rights and respects. I was about to get the mail anyway and ran to grab my socks and boots. I wanted badly to speak to this amazing being. I had and still have thousands of questions. Before I had a chance to speak with or get anywhere near him, it turned toward the post office and disappeared. I was dumbfounded. I had seen what I believed to have been angels before, but nothing like this. Most of my other angel sightings were just brightest, pure possible white light energy coming past me. Nothing seriously significant. And, of course, I have a picture of the guy that I saw. Oh, mama. <laughs> Sorry if I gush, but damn, he was hot. <laughs> Some of my first paranormal experiences in New Mexico... In the first year of residence in New Mexico, the hauntings were not all that bad. I saw the school marm, who we call the Blue Lady. I heard the disembodied voices of children. I heard the sounds of the Pueblo Revolt as it reverberated through the area. I heard heavy boots pacing in the kitchen. Yeah... I also heard someone with a mortar and pestle busily working in the kitchen. There were also and often disembodied footsteps, voices, and odors. It was never anything that was harmful toward myself or others. 24-hour flu. Mm -hmm. This one was bad. In the second year of residence in New Mexico... I had become violently ill with a bad stomach flu bug. I NDE'd to the most beautiful hospital setting that did not feel like a hospital at all. The beds were on pedestals of brilliant pastel colors, gold, white, silver, purple, and green, yellow, and pink. The bed linens were of the purest, brightest white, beyond anything physically describable. Normally, I'm terrified of hospitals of any kind, but this put me completely at ease. The doctors and nurses wore long, flowing white robes that were tied with gold and silver cords. The man in the bed beside me, I knew was my baby. We looked right at each other, clasped hands tight for a moment. He smiled slightly, that sweet little little thing he does, looked away, dropped my hand, and I was at home back in my own bed again. I had returned, healed of my illness. Carradine murder. One of the Carradine brothers, a friend of a friend of my family, was murdered in Bangkok, Thailand. He came to me in spirit, telling me he had not killed himself, but had been murdered. The case still has not been solved to this day. At least in my heart, I know the truth of what really happened to him. I believe that he came to me because of being a friend of a friend. I had also met him only once, many years ago, and remembered the connection I had felt. The Soldier Spirit. About 2012, um, that's about seven, eight years ago, I'd say, a male spirit had come through and hung around for a few days in my bedroom. I assume this is where one of the portals was. Change that for a minute. He seemed to be a soldier, and he was confused about where he was. I attempted to ignore him. One evening, I sneezed. He said, bless you. 
I wasn't scared, just curious. I moved him on to spirit and finally closed the portal. He kindly thanked me and went home. Of course, I never saw him again, so that was really nice. Um, okay. Old Taos Courthouse. Mm-hmm. This place was beyond crazy haunted, okay? I'd been to the old plaza courthouse one day to look for the office of the County Historical Society. I didn't know or find out until later that there had been several fires that had burned the plaza, including the upstairs of the courthouse. As I got to the, to the top of those stairs, I felt choked. I could not breathe, as if there was smoke and a large amount of panicked people trying to exit the building. I had to go back down and outside again. And I admit, that did scare me. They have since cleared the building of its spirit residence since I was last there in Taos, so that was nice. I've never re-experienced anything like that again, so that's good. Um, okay, Halloween presences. I was watching TV programs about Halloween, yard haunts, pro haunts, and the like. It was around 1 a.m. and a couple of days before Halloween. I needed to adjust my blanket. Just as I was straightening it out, I saw a young Native American girl, not more than 10 years old, and from our modern era. Very extremely rare for me to see this. Standing there smiling at me as if for a sleepover. She was there one second and gone the next. The same night, my cat and I both heard footsteps pacing back and forth in front of the kitchen sink. Late the night before Halloween, I heard a rustling of skirts and a female voice saying, Shh! As if to say, go to bed, go to sleep. Earlier the same evening, I was finishing studying lessons for one of my degree courses that I now have the diploma for. I heard an older man's voice say, I got you or I got it. The last syllable was garbled and unclear. It startled me, as I was not expecting this. It seemed rough, as though from another era. I spun around in my chair to see what, who was there, or what was there. No one around. I can confirm that my husband and my cat were both in the living room watching TV. I can confirm that it was not the TV that I had heard. It was something completely different. I had obtained a video series of ghost stories, deciding to watch it early one morning after my husband and I had gotten to work. 
Yeah. Within minutes of beginning to watch this, the atmosphere and the air of the room changed. I heard the voice of Billy come through and say, Hi! I acknowledged him and wished my family and ancestors in spirit a hearty good morning. One week later, I saw my husband off to work early in the morning. I saw two elementals in front of the door to our hot water heater. They were shadowy, but well-defined. One was short and stocky, with four fingers on each hand, and it was bipedal. There were no facial features, and the other one was on four feet, a long pudgy body with paws on each foot. The neck was very long, rounded on top, with gold glowing, unblinking eyes. They stood there for several minutes, watching me. Then they faded from sight. Halloween 2010 Now, it's only appropriate that I tell Halloween ghost stories, you know. And this chapter is rife with them. Halloween of that year, I was working the treat tent, straightening up after a bunch of haunt patrons. Yeah, we had a Halloween haunt at that point, which collapsed due to the economy. I felt like I was being watched, nothing I am normally really disturbed by. My neighbor's granddaughter and I decided to take some photos, as I was a bit creeped out at this one. What we got was terrifying. On one corner of the tables was a ghostly white face with a black hood and red glowing eyes. I know for certain that we didn't have or buy any decorations that in any way resembled this. I wish I had that photo. Oh my gosh, I wish I still had it, but I don't. Hmm. Halloween 2011. That Halloween, I moved a young boy's spirit onto peace that had been hanging around me for two weeks prior to this. Also, ghostly faces had appeared in the plastic windows of our inflatable haunted house. I heard him say to me, Hi, Mom. He was also playing and humming beside me in our office room. I heard this child's voice call to me, Mom, Mom. Young spirits seem to do this with me. I guess I remind them of their own physical moms. Mmm, <laughs> Billy's Christmas gift. Mm. <laughs> December of 2012, I was going into town to run some last-minute errands prior to Christmas. I noticed that there was someone next door looking to rent the house. Who should come out of the house but Billy himself? There he was in front of me. I couldn't breathe, speak, or move. He saw me, grinned, and blushed. We spoke briefly, and then he went on his way. To test to see if and or who he was, and if who I was seeing was for real, I tell him, you're welcome to see the Christmas decorations we had just finished putting up. He stopped, turned back to me, Grinned, his blue eyes flashing with joy. At that moment, I knew. <sighs> he walked over to the post office, slowly fading from sight. I don't recall breathing again until his back was to me. Proof that love never ends, even from beyond the grave. The next day, I called my landlord to find out who it was showing the house. No one knew anything, nor had any record of anyone showing it that or any other day. Then who was it I saw and spoke to? Now here's the kicker. The guy that was showing the house, I swear to you, looked like John Tunstall himself. If it wasn't, I swear I will eat my cowboy hat. <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Chupacabras. Yeah, everyone's talking about chupies nowadays. Well, I can tell you what. In 2012, around 3 a.m., I can only assume it was two chupacabras, as it didn't sound like anything else I'd ever heard fighting over territory. They kept us awake until around 5 a.m. the next morning. Noisy critters they are. Or 5 a.m. that same morning, I should say. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Nuevo Mexico. Mm. One time in early 2011, I went to visit Santa Fe, New Mexico with my husband. Lou Wallace's spirit came to me. He begged my, for my forgiveness for the wrongs of the past. We made our peace. He has now transitioned and is a friend in spirit. 
I also went to where I was taken in my prior lifetime. One of the shops I remember was a classroom of what used to be the school on the same site. One of the nuns is still there. The one hated me. She was mad as a wet hen for showing up again in this lifetime wearing braids. That bad energy has not changed any. La Llorona. And this is another of my creepy ghost stories. And yes, this happened in, I believe, late September, early October when the rains come. Sometime in 2011, I had something going through my head that I needed to write down. I hopped out of bed, meaning only to be a few minutes. It had been stormy that day, and it was very wet outside. I was not at all expecting for anything to happen. Although at this home, anything that could happen usually did. The legend of La Llorona was said to come into play during stormy nights, but this is only said to happen near river and creek beds. We were hundreds of feet from the same, on higher ground, and we were at home. Legend? To me, La Llorona is straight-up fact. I experienced her firsthand. As I was working, the air turned heavy, thick, and oppressive. I heard a noise toward the back door. I really thought nothing of it, assuming it was just the wind. Suddenly, I heard a blood-curdling woman scream. I finished up my work, turned out the lights, and ran hell for leather for the bedroom. I buried myself in the covers, shaking. I got right up next to my husband. I didn't dare come out again until morning. The next evening, I ran an investigation without any results. Nothing could debunk what I had witnessed. There were no footprints. There was no EMF, no nothing to, you know, not even a temperature change to prove that that happened. All right, Hacienda Martinez. One of my very favorite haunted locations ever is Hacienda Martinez. That place is crazy over-the-top haunted, where I've had some of my very favorite experiences. In one instance, I visited on a very cold and stormy day with my family. We were in the hide room, and I heard a noise behind us. I saw with my own eyes the door lift. Oh, my bandwidth is low. Dang it. Um... Anyway, um, in one instance, I had visited on a very cold and stormy day with my family. We were in the hide room, and I heard a noise behind us. I saw with my own eyes the door latch lift, and the door opened slowly on its own. Having worked museums before, I was well-versed in protocol for this kind of situation. I went to debunk this, thinking someone may have been pranking me. I checked to see if someone was outside or if it was another museum guest wanting to come in out of the cold and wet conditions. Turned out that we were the only ones around. Standing outside to look to see if there was someone else out there, I felt a very small elderly female. Oh, okay. Uh, spirit, come up to my left side as I faced the hide room. She felt very grandmotherly. She gently and lovingly stroked my cheek. I melted. Little did I know the small child spirit followed me home. The baby boy. And this is a cute one.
So, yeah, this next one's going to be an absolute cutie. And so you're going to really like this one. Another instance, a little one spirit followed me home. One day I was walking down the hall when I thought I saw something or someone laying in my bed. I stepped back to take a second look. What I saw charmed me and made me smile. It was an angelic little cherub of a boy with dark skin and bowl cut straight black hair sound asleep in my bed. I couldn't help but stand there and watch him sleep. I let him rest. For that, he gave me a gift of a warm spot in my bed. About one week after seeing him, I was working in my office. I heard little feet running down the hallway with a little voice called, Ma, Ma, Ma. It made me grin even wider and larger. Yep, my heart was stolen. A week later, after all of this, I returned the little one home, back to Martinez Hacienda. His mom was frantic with worry. She was mad as she could be with that little one. She thanked me for returning her boy home safely. I told his mom not to worry that her little boy was a perfect gentleman the whole time. And he really was. He really, really was. My late grandmother's spirit. I was working in my office one evening in 2011 when I smelled my paternal grandmother's perfume and felt her presence around me. She touched and stroked my face. Three weeks later, she passed a spirit. The last time I saw her was in 2010. We had a falling out and never spoke again. I think we made our peace, but the pain of the experience still lingers. The Shadow Monk.
One night, I was laying in bed, almost asleep. This dark, shadowy, hooded figure appeared to me at the foot of my bed. It kind of scared me, but at the same time, I was again curious. Something or someone unseen moved it back away from me and yanked it through my bedroom door. I never did see it again. Hmm, interesting. The orb. One winter, I was going down the hallway, and something stopped me dead in my tracks. I saw a gray, misty orb come past my leg, flew down the hall, entered the bathroom doorway, and disappeared. It did the same upon my going back down the hall toward the living room. Again, it came by my legs, went down the hall, rounded the corner to the living room, and disappeared. I never did see it again, either. So, I think I'm going to leave it at that for now. I will come back to this at another time because I have some other things I need to get done. And so I hope you enjoyed that clip or a little condensed version of my book. So, yeah. And with that, I'm going to get out of here for the night. Thank you again to Oscar Meyer for showing us such a great time. And I will see you all later. Good night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.